Hi, and thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm your host, Nicole. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. So today we're going to be talking about a very popular novel that recently has gone almost kind of viral, I would say, called Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. 20-year-old Violet Sorengale was supposed to enter the Scribe Quadrant, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her toughest talent's mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre, Dragon Riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only a heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter. Like Zayden Ryerson, the most powerful and ruthless wing leader in the Rider's Quadrant. She'll need every edge her wit can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet, with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly. The kingdom's protective wards are failing. The death toll continues to rise. Even worse, Violet begins to suspect leadership is hiding a terrible secret. Friends, enemies, lovers. Everyone at Basquiat War College has an agenda. Because once you enter, there are only two ways out. Graduate or die. It is a high fantasy. It's definitely more of an adult book. I think they're recommending people 18 plus kind of read this one. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I really enjoyed this book. And I heard a lot of people suggest this was a slow burn book. And I understand what they're saying in regards to the romantic aspect of it. And it could just be, I'm misunderstanding what slow burn means. If they're only saying like slow burn is specifically talking about relationships, then I think I would agree with that assessment of the relationships in the story are ones that kind of builds. Yeah. However, the story itself I found to be very high action, very quick. There was nothing slow about the story itself, in my opinion. Yeah. It was very fast paced, page turner, hard to Mm -hmm. put down at night kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's a slow, slow burn romance. But when I think of this book, I do not, that that is not a phrase that comes to mind to me Mm -hmm. at all. Yeah, no, I think this is a book that can get you in trouble. As in, you won't want to put it down. You will ignore everyone in your life. Your friends and family will wonder what happened to you as you squirrel away and stay up all night reading it. Unfortunately, I was reading this, well, or fortunately, I don't know, (laughs) on the camping trip that we just Mm -hmm. went on when I promised to read Seven Husbands. I was actually (laughs) reading Fourth Wing. (laughs) And I was so involved in it. I was just rudely ignoring everybody while I was reading my book. <laughs> I feel like camping, you know, just goes hand in hand. So Me hopefully too. everyone can be understanding of that. Yeah. I mean, I think like the family I went with, they're not so into reading. So 
I think for them, it's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm reading because that's what you do when you're camping. Yeah. I'm entertaining also, myself. Do also, I have no self-control and I can't put this down. <laughs> the main character whose point of view that we see the story unfold, her name is Violet Sorengale. What a cool name. Mm-hmm. I like I, that name. I sometimes think, how do these authors come up with such cool names? Like Sorengale? It just yeah, sounds so main character, one. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like her name kind of reflects her in a sense too, because Violet seems so delicate and yes. soft. And small. Where Sorengale, yeah. it just has like a punch to it. Oh, yeah. It's very powerful sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so I like the contrast between her first and last name. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful name in my opinion. So she's about twenty years old, and at first I was a little confused about because they're going to like this academy kind of situation. So I was picturing younger, but then I realized, okay, like this is no, this is more like college age type thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they've become an adult now; they're going into their careers kind of thing. Yes, that was the sense I got as well. It's kind of like. Yeah, college, finishing school. Yeah. I think that if probably people in the States who are more uh, familiar with like military type lifestyle, this would, Mm. this would, they would totally get it right away. But if you're someone who's completely unfamiliar with like a military lifestyle, you might, like for me, it took a second to understand the, what the heck was going on. (laughs) Yeah. And then we also have another character, longtime friend of Violet. His name is Dane. And then mm-hmm. another sort of character that we're not sure what to think of called Zayden. Mm-hmm. And they're all like a little bit old. Like Dane is a little bit older. Like he's a year ahead of Violet. And then Zayden is a year ahead of that as well. So they're all yeah. kind of relatively close to the same age, but... Each one is a bit older, at least a year. It's unclear of if they always start the academy training at 20 or if you could kind of enter at 20, 21, 22. Like it's a little unclear if it's like a strict cutoff or if you can kind of enter it once you've turned 20. Like that's a starting point, but you can enter it beyond Mm -hmm. that. I feel like I got the impression that you had a couple years to make that choice. Yeah. That's the impression I had as well. I don't know exactly. Like I've I've read it twice and I'm still like, hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I think but. it's safe to say all of the main and minor characters who are like at the academy, not the educators, but like the students, I guess you could call them, are in their early 20s. Yeah, exactly. So there are a lot of different themes that pop up throughout this story. I think one of the strongest ones that stood out to me was kind of this idea of family and the difference or juxtaposition between blood family and found family, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool to examine that because they are at this academy, as we've mentioned, and you would imagine when you like go to school with people, especially when it's like more specialized school, you definitely form a bond with the people you're going to school with. So you have that sense. But as you're reading this book, you'll start to realize it's very different. They don't necessarily get to form the same bonds because of the nature of the academy or the section of the academy that they're in. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to see the development of the relationships and that idea of family and how it looks in this particular world. 
yeah, in that setting, it has to mean something sort of different. And there's, yeah, can't say too much without spoiling mm-hmm. it, but yeah. And there's a lot of really beautiful friendships that kind of come out of that as well. It's almost like the found family, but also like the friendships that are woven into that idea and just how it plays out given the setting. It's mm-hmm. really interesting and kind of a unique take on developing friendships in a place that isn't necessarily welcoming to that sort of a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many good themes in this story. There's just so much to love about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be quite trope heavy as well. A lot of the tropes, though, if I feel like we don't want to like say what they are, because I feel like that gives away some of the aspects exactly. of the book just to like yeah. name the tropes that are in there. Yeah. But it's definitely it plays on a lot of elements that you find in this type of novel. So you're going to if you choose to read it, you're going to see a lot of similar elements that you might have read before. But I think they're done in a nice, unique, kind of different way than perhaps you've read before. They are. So speaking of that, like how it's done in a unique way. So this book is high fantasy. I think there are some people I've seen online who have kind of a problem with the way that it's written. So I think that's, sorry guys, but you guys are full of. S-H-I-T, if you know what I mean, but... <laughs> <laughs> but we respect your opinion. <laughs> I respect your opinion, but I don't agree with it at all. And I'm, in fact, yes. kind of like... <laughs> I'm disgusted as a fellow reader. It's like, okay, high, it's high fantasy. That's the genre. You are allowed to write in whatever style you want. Okay, let's just mm-hmm. think about this for a second. I'm a writer myself. And when you're sitting there and you're writing, you're very much in your own head. Okay, so then you have mm-hmm. people come out and say... <laughs> Yeah, it was written like this, and that's not like a fantasy at all. Well, if you don't like it, go read something else. There, that's my yeah. little ra- rant for the moment. No, but- I completely agree that a genre and a writing style are different, and a writing style is very personal to the yes. author. So it, yes. I can see it being a little insulting to say I don't like the writing style or I, you know, this or that about the writing style. Like, that's their signature. That is mm-hmm. how the writer and, writes. And like it, it, people didn't say her writing style specifically. It was more like this is high fantasy and it's not written like a high fantasy. And it's, it's like, well, you know, that it's a bestseller for a reason. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, why I think it's, it's refreshing to see a genre done so differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And also this has been, say. this has been, it, it has been written. High fantasy has been written like this before, like in the hunger games. Mm-hmm. That, that like first person present sort of tense it gives a sense in my opinion and maybe others too see if you agree of urgency this writing style like it gives a rawness that isn't necessarily there in like the third person um, mm-hmm. past tense writing style so yeah. I always feel like okay we're in for like some really intense stuff and like this is going to be fast paced and usually it is Mm -hmm. so no I there was nothing about it that made me like in terms of the way it was written that made me question how the story was being told like I think it made complete sense like it seemed very authentic and the way that we were in the perspective of Violet I felt like 
we got to really know who she was and Mm -hmm. see her develop as a character over time. And it's hard for me to imagine it being written any other way. Yeah. I also really enjoyed the, the way that it was so sort of raw. I think that it suited the environment that they were put in. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It's hard to be fluffy when your environment's not fluffy. Yes, <laughs> this environment is anything but fluffy. So, oh, here we go. It's always with these fantasy books where it's like, forgive my butchering of the pronunciation, guys. <laughs> We're going to try really hard, but, you know, like, sounds a certain way in my head if it's, <laughs> sorry about that, you know. And um, this book is so new, it does not have a handy dandy pronunciation guide for yeah, us. So exactly. We're just going to go with it and... Everyone can have different pronunciations, and that's okay. Yes, and if they ever come out with a pronunciation guide, we will have a look at that. But (laughs) in the meantime, my apologies. (laughs) (laughs) So it's they they talk about the continent. So the con in the continent, there's three sections: Navarre. Are we in agreement of how? Okay. Poromil? I think I said Navarre, but Navarre sounds good. Sorry. Poromil? Poromil? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the Barons. (laughs) Yay! That's what I can pronounce. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So where Violet is going to, like, the college is the Mm -hmm. Basgaith War College. Mm -hmm. And it's in Navarre. Yes. (laughs) so within this war college there are four quadrants so we have the uh, infantry quadrant the Mm -hmm. healer quadrant the scribe quadrant and the rider quadrant Mm -hmm. and our story takes place mostly in the rider quadrant but we do hear about the other ones to some degree my understanding is that at the age of around 20, students or individuals can choose to enlist in one of the four quadrants. It doesn't sound like it is a choice because we do meet a character who has a twin sister who does not enter the college. So it sounds to me like you can choose to go if you want to. However, there are some exceptions to that rule. And in order to get in, you, need, you have like a couple months and then you have to take some sort of a test to fully get to stay within that quadrant and get to learn about it and train. Yeah. Oh, it's a very interesting world. I, I like the world that was built. I like that we get to hear about the world as a whole or like the continents and we hear a little tiny bit and I'm assuming that's going to become more relevant Mm-hmm. in book number two, which mm-hmm. is why we're kind of introduced to the dynamics of the overall world. But I also like that we have this kind of micro world inside of the college itself that has all these quadrants. And then within the quadrants, we have it further breaks down as we will kind of get into in the non or in the spoilers discussion. But it's just like a fascinating little world. Mm-hmm. It is. So in regards to the overall plot of Fourth Wing, obviously we're not going to give away the plot here because that would just be cruel. <laughs> but I will say that I was 
pleasantly surprised by the plot of the story and how the story went on. It An aspect of the story is that anyone who goes into the rider's wing eventually needs to pick a mount in which they will ride. And I kind of thought that was going to be like the big epic end point of this story. I thought it was just going to be all about the college and getting to the point of finally getting to be a rider. And that was going to be like, da 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 da. But like that happens before the, the half, first half of the book. I feel like we're not even halfway through and that scene is taking place. And so I was like, oh, where is this going to go? And was so, so intrigued mm-hmm. by where it did end up going and just how much further the story was taken than what my brain could even come up with, it, like from the brief description of the synopsis. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that it did too, though, because mm-hmm. I just feel like if, if it had gone the other way, it would be so much more tortures waiting for the second book to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm very glad that it's not going to be too long of a wait because I believe that's coming out this fall, which is, it seems like a fast turnaround because Fourth Wing came out this spring. Like it's that a is fast. quite new book. Yeah. And then to have the second one come out in the fall, like I assume me, like, it must have been written together maybe and then split into two books. Yeah, possibly. That's That's kind of what I was thinking as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have any kind of emotions whilst reading this book? I had a lot of emotions while reading this book. (laughs) I think I went through the gambit of all of the emotions while reading this book, like anger, check, sadness, like check, cried for sure. Um, uh, Like blush definitely happened. (laughs) Like it was, it was a whirlwind adventure. (laughs) Yes. At times I was reading this book and was like, I hope no one walks in the room right now. <laughs> there are moments. There are moments that maybe you would prefer not to be surrounded by people. <laughs> I don't know if if you were are the kind of person who like brings a book with you everywhere you go and reads it while you're waiting in line. Or I'm not sure there are scenes in this book I'm not sure you want to read while waiting <laughs> for your doctor's appointments. Uh, but you do you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was reading those scenes when I was surrounded by my family camping and I was like, that would be uncomfortable, I think. For for me, it would be uncomfortable. I was so like sucked into the book that I like forgot yeah. where I was. So That's I fair. just I, I was just like kind of glancing around like no one can see my screen, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I read online about this book, kind of jumping back to uh, like the story itself. It was just one person's opinion, but I'm assuming other people thought this as well. They had mentioned they thought that there was like no character development. Like it was someone who clearly did not enjoy the book. And that is totally fair. Everyone's entitled to their opinion and giving the reasons why. And one of the reasons was they thought there was no character development, that the characters (laughs) were shallow, especially like the minor characters. And I have to say, I respectfully disagree. I think the major characters go through pretty big arcs in their development and I think even the minor characters we get to know them uh, well enough for the story that is being told if that makes sense like of course they're minor characters we're not going to see this massive change in them that's not their role but I think we get to know like I feel like I know each of them like if they were to do something out of character I would notice that because I feel like I know enough about who they're who they are as a character so 
You can have an opinion that there was no character development. That's your prerogative. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> You're sassy today. I am. I am. <laughs> You're allowed to have your wrong opinions. We can yeah. respect that your opinion You're entitled to wrong. a wrong opinion. That's, that's fine. Yeah. We're not going to take it from you. No. We keep just living in your own little you. fantasy world of wrong opinions. There, so I just think that any extra character development is, would have been extraneous for those guys. It would have been mm-hmm. like, it wouldn't have helped with the plot line. And mm-hmm. th- keep in mind, this is only the first book. If it was a standalone book, then yes, your opinion is not wrong. But it's not a standalone <laughs> book. It's going to be, I don't know if it's just going to be the two books. I'm under the impression when I looked it up, it seems like it's just going to be the two. Because there is another book coming, there is still the potential for these more minor characters to have more character development. In regards mm-hmm. to the main character, there is character development. So your opinion is wrong. Mm-hmm. You salty person online, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, but anyway. <laughs> all joking aside. I, I can actually see where they're coming from, but I it's not enough to detract from the overall quality of the story. Mm-hmm. I do think that this book is an interesting book because I think 100% it is for adults. And okay. there is just like the more steamy scenes, like the, the romance elements in this book are mature in my opinion oh, yeah. and but the story itself about being like a college with dragons it kind of leans a little young so I can mm-hmm. see how a lot of middle school or high school students would be very intrigued by this book it almost reads young adult mm-hmm. to me oh for sure in like yeah. even the way it's presented yep but just because of the way the romance is written I feel like it's adult so I can see it being a little confusing for maybe some people who because it falls right in that middle I think it is very much a young adult in the sense of like someone who is an adult but young oh I completely agree with that and when when that young adult is a bad label because it's like are they adult or are they young (laughs) like gets muddled a bit I mean young adult is like Violet like 20 right she's young Mm -hmm. a young adult right uh, with, when that person that I like was kind of <laughs> being like, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. When they said it was shallow, like, I, I feel like probably what they were getting at was what you were just mentioning. Like the style is kind of like young and so therefore it's sort of shallow. And so like, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree like with that, if that's what they meant coming from, okay, here's another book with dragons, Game of Thrones, right? Mm-hmm. It's extremely adult. It's not right. The way yeah. that it's written is is much more mature sounding. But we're also in Violet's head, and she is a young adult, and so we are hearing her thoughts and just it's not again. It's not third person. So if it was written in like third person, you maybe you have the opportunity for it to sound a bit more mature, but. It's not. It's written in first person. And she is young and she's going through this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, you need to put yourself in the perspective of a 20-year-old and how you would experience the world at that age. Or else yes. it might seem 
a little off. Yeah, but totally. I, yeah. I think for people who are interested in reading a story about young adults, like keeping in mind, like mature content aside, it is, that is like the genre it's written for. Yeah. Then I think you, if you like a fantasy book um, with a little twisty romance in there, then you will like this. But if you are expecting something that is more adult, then you might find it a little like childish. Yes. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You've summed that up really nicely. But yeah, if you like accept it is what it is, the way that it is, it's extremely mm-hmm. enjoyable. Page turning. Yeah. If you can just like let go of certain things, yep, you're going to you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I found this book to be incredibly nostalgic. It reminded me so much like from looking at the map of the school, like right from that moment, I was like, oh, that reminds me so much of Harry Potter. Just like the fact that it's at a college or like yeah, a school, a school and setting. just kind of had that more castle-ish vibe to it. But yeah. there's so many other books from my young adult kind of older adolescence that it reminds me of, like very much like Divergent mm-hmm. as well oh, as sure. Hunger Games. Like those pieces were yeah. so big for my upbringing or like my reading upbringing <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I was at that early 20s or like a little earlier. So this book for me was just like so nostalgic. Yeah. When I was reading this book, Divergent Vibes for sure, because of the way that they have like the quadrants and the way that they're mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It was very, yeah. So if you enjoyed Divergent, you will for sure enjoy Fourth Wing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And the Hunger Game elements, there's, it's not like Hunger Games, but there's just aspects of it that have that same kind of vibe. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. I felt the exact same way. And also the point of view is written like Hunger Games too. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Hunger Games comes across a lot more mature because Katniss is a lot more mature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely very different main characters. Yeah. I feel as though people who are around our age, like early 30s, will really enjoy it if they also read those books when they were in their late teens, early exactly. 20s. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the, if this it's like sort of book home. has never appealed to you, then I don't know. I don't know. Fourth Wing is like a really addicting read mm-hmm. if you enjoy reading. So mm, I'm not sure. It could be the book to get you into the genre if you haven't. Yeah, enjoyed it necessarily in the past, but I, I definitely think that you will for sure enjoy it if you've read the books we've talked about. Exactly. No, it's a nice, easy one to get into fantasy. If you have never read high fantasy, I think this would be a fun way to start. It's a really good way to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you do end up reading Fourth Wing and you enjoy Fourth Wing and you have not read the series Throne of Glass by Sarah J. Maas, we highly recommend that you give it a try. It features a very strong, cunning female lead. And she she starts out like in a younger age, in a younger place. It is definitely more, uh, I want to say like comprehensive, like high fantasy. It's much more in-depth than what we've had so mm-hmm. far in Fourth Wing. We can't say like this isn't deep because this is just the first book, right? This is our introduction to this world. But Throne of Glass is a finished series. So if you enjoyed Fourth Wing and you're looking for another really good read, we recommend uh, Throne of Glass. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Next week, we will be continuing our conversation about fourth wing and getting into all the nitty gritty, the details, what went down and what we thought about it. So thanks for joining us today and we hope to see you there. Bye for now.